0: None of that required the sort of the like buttons or the favorites or the auto tags. It was all contrived. My, like, remember MySpace, like I could post my music, people could rake it into their list, like and that was great. None of that required the sort of the like buttons or the favorites or the auto tags. It was all contrived because there wasn't enough of a stream of rewards coming to get people to look at their phone all the time. So the like button is not at all fundamental. And so, yeah, what I talk about like... It, don't use the like button, don't use the favorites, uh, ignore the, the photo tags or the dislike button. I mean, that's <laughs> that. what those buttons are about. The, yeah. the way I see it's like when you're hitting those buttons, it's like you're, you're you're clocking in for your job at the data factory mm-hmm. to make some more money for the social mm-hmm. media companies, right? And then they have these ads, right? They know exactly what you're looking at. So you could be, uh, say, shopping for something, and the next thing you know, ads start popping up on your phone for the exact thing yeah. that you were looking for. Like when I was buying a house, all these mortgage ads just kept coming up on my phone. I mean, the, the, the like button was a, a boon for these companies, right? So now it gave you a reason to keep checking. And two, you're just, as far as they're concerned, you hitting like or dislike at all these things, it's like you're sitting at the computer terminal filling out consumer surveys. Let me tell you mm-hmm. what I like. Let me tell you what I do. That's why, it's, that's why I think of it as like clocking in at the data, the mm-hmm. Facebook data factory. Like I got to go do my shift, you know? I got I to gotta earn Mark Zuckerberg, you know, mm-hmm. he, he gets my paycheck today. Let me sit down and do all this data for it. And so in that chapter, what I'm saying is, like, if you want to interact with people, use so, you know, social media or texting, think about it more for... When you use it for social purposes, think about it more logistical. Hey, you're in town, let's get together. Like, okay, I'm across the street, whatever. But don't think about this as socializing. This is just you're making sure that, you know, the and stockholders of Facebook get their dividend this right. year.
1: Yeah. So, so what... you could say what you want, but ever since Candace Owens sat down at the House congressional hearing and took shots left and right at Democrats, which I've already said, she, if she's not calling out democrat Democrats and Republicans, then it's hard for me to even ride with her. But that doesn't mean that everything that she says is false. So ever since then, Democrats and uh, other people in the black community, other uh, leaders, voices, influencers, everybody's been scrambling for the last week week or two to try to retell a new narrative. Um, And it's so obvious what's going on. And I found it to be very interesting that Candace Owens said in her House Congressional hearing that uh, a lot of them are upset and mad that they can, they can no longer have the monopoly on human minds with the rise of social media. Is what specifically what she said. And we find ourselves today looking at what's been transpiring this last week uh, through some of The content that was released. And I always like to look at the big platforms. I like to look at small platforms. Uh, And then, of course, the medium-sized platforms as well. I like to look at three different layers of understanding what is really going on out here. And I don't think it is our job to always have podcasts or opportunities where all we talk about is us, 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 and telling you, well, here's what I'm doing, and you should do this too, and this is the way we do it, and this can make you a lot of money. And No, I don't believe that that's what every platform needs to be about. I believe this platform is studying where the money is flowing, and wh- wherever the money flows is where we will go, and we will then highlight why the money has flown there. Why the money has gone there or why the money has not gone there. Sometimes on certain episodes, we're looking at where money is not going and why is is money staying over here and not going over there? Where's the value or where is the lack of value? Or are there other uh, motives that would stop that money from flowing? So as we understand how the money is flowing through the community and we look at the black equity of uh, this situation I want to reference you uh, to an earlier uh, episode where we did discuss in full every word that Candace Owens said at the House Congressional hearing. Uh, This was episode 77 uh, titled, I Didn't Say That. You can go back and listen. And uh, within the first 10 minutes, you will hear where Candace Owens specifically said they uh, they are upset because they can no longer have the monopoly on human minds. And now, so who is they? So let's get into that because this was six days ago that we posted that episode. And I told you a lot of things happen within seven days. Usually the first seven days of something happening is when people are going to scramble and run. Well, we are on day six, going on to day seven. And so here's what I have noticed within the last few days of the response to Candace Owens. And it's not necessarily a direct response. Because see, these responses that you're going to uh, notice are never going to be directly saying, this is a shot at Candace Owens. That's not the way it works, okay? You have to pay attention to the flow of information, and you have to pay attention to who's delivering it. You have to pay attention to why they would be delivering it, and you have to pay attention to what they're not saying. And so the Breakfast Club, one of the largest platforms for the black community, ages 18 to 34, some would say even 18 to 40. Uh, one of the largest platforms uh, for iHeartRadio is the Brevis Club. And uh, earlier this week, they had on a man by the name of Cal Newport is his name. Uh, and he came on four days ago. Keep in mind, we posted our video about Candace Owens six days ago to, to provide some type of understanding. So we're all within the first six or seven days of that conversation. Although it feels like it happened a month ago, it literally just happened. And the timing of this couldn't be more suspicious. Now, I'm sure this guy has been on um, on his book run for a while. I'm sure this has been a conversation going on for a while, and perhaps he's even had this interview set up for a while. Perhaps all that is just a coincidence, but now, magically, Cal Newport is on The Breakfast Club, and the title of the video is, with 241,000 views and who knows how many listeners through the radio, Cal Newport is saying why you should quit social media. Does anyone find that very weird, that magically out of nowhere? Candace Owens said seven days ago, and I know you don't agree with all the stuff that she says. I get it. But let's just take that one part. Just that one part. We have to at least agree that people can't control human minds like they used to because of social media. Can we agree with that? Because before it would just be TV and radio. And everything else was left to us to interpret it as a truth or not. And so that's how they would have the monopoly on the human mind is it would be through radio and TV and radio and TV had a lot of power. Social media comes along, comes along. And now uh, the ones who were the listeners, the ones who were, were stuck listening to the powers that be now all have an opportunity to speak out for their individual stories. Cal Newport comes on to The Breakfast Club, an author. Uh, He says, uh, the title of the video is Cal Newport on why you should quit social media. Uh, And he talks about digital minimalism and much more. So, who is Cal Newport? (laughs) I mean, isn't that, you know, important to know? Because just to randomly bring a person on to The Breakfast Club... uh, would be very, very weird, especially uh someone who isn't even of the black community. And so now we have this guy named Cal Newport. And so here's what Cal Newport's bio is, or at least what is being told to us. Uh, he's an associate professor of computer science at Georgetown University and the author of six self-improvement books, he also writes Study Hacks blog focused on academic and career success. Uh, he's uh, 36 years old. And once again, his employer employer is Georgetown University. When you go to CalNewport.com, uh, what you will find is the information on here is uh, first and foremost to sell you digital minimalization. okay. Minimalize uh, your digital efforts. Choosing a focused life in a noisy world. I think that's a brilliant tagline. I, I do believe that we should be using social media differently than how most people are using it. I also believe that I'm probably one of the few people who is already using it in a very constructive way. Um, But there's a video down here where he talks about how to quit your smartphone. Uh, Some of his other books include Deep Work Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. Uh, The next one. So good they can't ignore you. Why skills trump passion in the quest for work you love. So he's supposedly an expert on. Stopping the distraction, Cal Newport. I just find it to be very weird that this narrative now becomes the the very narrative that goes against a person like Candace Owens, which once again, I don't necessarily agree with everything she says, but I think it is worth noting that there were some key things that she said in that. A uh, speech that would make everyone take a pause to what is really going on with Democrats uh, and really Republicans. The fact that she even said there's no such thing as white nationalism is a huge red flag that means that she was providing cover for the Republican Party. And so even when she was lying, she was telling the truth. And even when she was telling the truth, uh, people called her a liar. So there was really no middle ground. So digital minimalism, Cal Newport, uh, when you pull it up on Amazon uh, for Prime members, it's $15.60. And so you can obviously go get it if, if that is what you want. I'm not making any money off of this. I'm not trying to sell it, but I do want to let you know uh, who this person is. It's a New York Times bestseller. It is a New York Times bestseller. So this is becoming the narrative. The narrative now is, well, social media is the problem. And let me show you how you can uh, either eliminate it or cut it down to its bare minimum. And so you're going to have to ask yourself, well, is that a, a good thing to do? Should I be cutting down my social media? And first of all, you have to ask yourself, well, where am I at in my social media world? Am I overusing it? Am I relying too much on social media? How long am I on there? So, yes, I do agree with the fact that analyzing your uses of social media is very, very important. I also understand the idea of uh, being productive and having high productivity. But I also think there are social media apps for that. So let's back up because I think to me that is probably the biggest misconception to all of this is do we even know what social media is? Because we, we throw around social media and I don't even think we really have grasp what it is. Social media is the uh, websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. Let's read that again, websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. And now they're saying, well, social media is a problem, but all we're doing is uh, creating and sharing content with one another as all social media is, even, even if, uh, if I am coming on here to, you know, do a podcast, right? I'm creating this, this podcast and then I'm clicking publish, right? Once I publish it to the world, I'm sharing my content. What's the problem with that? Because now it's, well, you know, social media is a problem. Well, once you get rid of social media, well, how would I communicate with you? How would I ever, how would people, there was a time where we couldn't communicate with one another. You were stuck with only the people you knew, only the people at your job. You know, you may go to a seminar here or there, but you were really limited to the amount of communication that you had. And the, the people that you are actually going to be uh, speaking with. And so your reality can only go as far as what you're exposed to. And the thing with social media, if you use it correctly, you could expose yourself to the highest of all heights of information. If you follow the right people, if you learn from the right people, if you read the right books, if you... It's all a choice, of course. I'm not guaranteeing that social media will do that. But now more than ever, social media will give you that opportunity to find mentors and find people who are in, in your line of, of work and, and people who are in your, in your career path. When, will, when would you have that before? I, I think it, it's very weird now. It's, oh, let's get rid of social media. It just got here. I mean, social media is not that old. I, I, I'm baffled that now we want to get rid of social media. They say the first recognizable social media site, Six Degrees, was created in 1997. It enabled users to upload a profile and make friends with other users. In 1999, the first blogging sites became popular, creating a social media sensation that's still popular today. So the bloggers came in and started telling their stories. And the world's never been the same again. Now, not every story is real and not every story is fake. But people began creating content and people fell in love with that content. They they began connecting with one another, finding one another online becoming friends, helping one another, building tribes online. And now, it's not even been a full 20 years from the the creation of. Because to be honest with you, social media didn't get popping, popping. It didn't get to this height until the last five to seven years. So yes, you do have 1999 as probably the first recorded blogging. But here we are at 2019, 20 years later, and we still we're still at the very beginning of this thing. And now with 20 years of this thing of getting information out, it's become too much for the people who are in power. Social media didn't become an issue until this last election. Now, magically, social media is the problem. And so now it's going to be. How do we censor this? How do we stop this? How do we control this? How do we stop voices from being heard? They want you to be silent. They want you to be quiet. They don't want you to go out and and, and start your own this and start your own that. Entrepreneurship is rising. Everybody can see through the facade now. The facade is right there in front of you. And so with social media, yes, people are selling you dreams and illusions and fake woke stuff. And yes, there's still propaganda on social media. But there's still propaganda everywhere. So why is it social media now all of a sudden? Well, you know, we we, we can't we can't trust social media, but we can trust TV What makes TV so trustable? Well, that's ABC News. That's NBC News. That's CBS. Because they got a brand name, now I trust it? What makes their brand name and their logo any different than a person on social media's brand name and logo that you say is fake and that you say isn't real? Well, it's TV, so that's more official. More official than what? It's just a medium to communicate with your audience. It's the same thing. TV and social media are cousins of each other. But nobody said get rid of TV because people have monopolies on TV. It's been set up by regions. You remember that? You remember depending on what region you were in would determine the type of cable network you would be working with? That's, that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with, they had a monopoly on television or in certain areas. Certain regions had certain cable providers. Radio was, was always about being in certain regions. So if you went too far on radio, then you would lose that station. They would, they would lose contact with you. The further you drove away. So radio was limited. TV is limited to your region. Unless it's national. But then social media comes and it's not limited. They, and now they want to limit it. So who is they? Who is they? Who's sending these people to tell us to get rid of social media? So what is the argument? What, you know, what, what was the argument during the conversation from what I heard is that social media is controlling our minds. And it, 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 it has become uh, scientifically addictive. We, we are addicted to the likes. We're addicted to the follows. We're addicted to the interaction that comes through these social media platforms. That's the argument. Now, can I disagree with any of that? No, I can't. But I still say, well, what does that have to do with me sending money through PayPal? That's social media. What does that have to do with me sending money through Venmo? That's social media. What does that have to do with me learning a new foreign language? That's social media. What does that have to do with me learning a new skill, a new trade, a new way to collect money—that's social media. How does how does how does being addicted to likes and follows have anything to do with uh, me putting out a podcast? I don't need a like or follow to publish it. That's social media. Now, y'all like it and you 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 follow and all that, and it creates a platform and a tribe. What's the harm in that? So now I'm not allowed to like, like likes and follows. I'm just saying we're, go- we're 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 headed towards a dangerous place where some random people are now deciding what is needed for our lives and what isn't, and they 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 they, they come in the door with their truth. A, a a a truth that is easily digestible. Yeah, you go, you know, you gotta watch out for social media because you know it's addictive. Likes and follows, man. That's you know, that's not a good thing. And you get sucked into it and you're like, yeah, maybe I do need to get off of social media. Maybe it's not for me. Not knowing that if you use it correctly, you could be following all the billionaires. You could be listening to their conversations. You could know where to uh, meet them at for seminars and to learn from them. And not to say that your your billionaire status makes you high character. But you can learn from these people. And then from the other people who have high character, you can learn from as well. Some of the best people to follow on social media have less than 5,000 followers. I I am on social media side. I'm sorry. I never thought I would be that guy that would go around saying we must protect social media. But I guess I'm that guy because that's the world I grew up in. I'm 33 years old and this has been around for 20 years. It's been around since I was around 13 years old when I started reading and investigating what's going on in this world. If it wasn't for social media, I'd still be lost. And now it's reached a height where they just can't control it and all hell's about to break loose. And now it's a fight to have some type of sanity in this world. Because if they take away social media, then what you have left? Back to TV again, where we all know it's television programming and they're programming your mind's for consumerism and for you to buy what they want you to buy? It's back to radio where they can, if you don't have a screen on you, they could be talking about something but in, and really they're making faces behind the scenes to say, ooh, don't talk about that. You can't just trust radio, that's why we like video. But even in video ev- evidence, There's still some fishy stuff going on on these interviews at radio stations. I mean, if we're keeping it funky and we're keeping it real, I just, I think we are, we have to, we have to protect social media as a platform. We have to do that. Because if we don't do that, we are going to truly. Let something that is pure at heart of sharing, creating, and sharing information. That, that's what it is. We've allowed something that's pure at heart to now be on a chopping block. And the new narrative is going to be created that social media is the problem. But it, it's social media that these people will, will come to to have the conversation. That is when it gets very dangerous. If social media is a problem, then how come I found out about you through social media? Because if I didn't have social media, then you would just sit on the breakfast club, no social media, no YouTube, no nothing. The only way we would have heard you is in the car on the way to work. When would it what what other time would we have heard the breakfast club before social media in the car on the way to work or in the car on the way to whatever thing you have for the day and if that is all I have is is in the car on my way to doing something else, there's no way of me knowing if any of this information on the radio is true. There's no way to fact check it, because if I don't have social media, where's Google? You take away social media, you're taking away a whole, you're taking away information. So when someone says you need less of social media, here's what they're saying. Here is the big, here's the real headline. When they say, get rid of social media, here's what they're saying. I no longer want you to create or share information with other people. I no longer want you to create or share information with other people. And if that is what you want, if you want to no longer create and share information with other people, fine by me. Fine by me then you just you just keep doing what you was doing before nineteen ninety nine. Is that what it, that's what y'all want? So before nineteen ninety nine, everything was good. Or would you say that since nineteen ninety nine, there have been more developments within our community for growth than ever before? You pick one. I want you to pick before ninety nine and after ninety nine. Which world would you live in? And I'm not saying either one is perfect. I'm just asking which one would you live in? Before 99 or after 99? That would tell me everything I need to know. If it's before 99, then you're right. You don't need social media. Go back to that. If it's after 99, if it's after 99, then they're coming. They are coming for the very world that we just created. We just created a a new world and now they want to take it away. This is an informational war, an informational war. And the best way to stop information is to take down the whole entire science of it. (laughs) Why would you want to take down the place where people create and share information? That seems a little weird to me. A little suspect, if you ask me,